Hello and welcome to Reviewing History, the movie history podcast where we will uh, watch a movie and talk about the history behind the movie, talk about the movie itself. I'm joined here with Stephen Medagliaco and Anthony Galati. Hi, guys. Uh, so, uh, should be noted, our credentials are not many. We just love movies. We love history. I do make movies, I do film, but I am certainly no expert, and uh, I'm definitely going to be talking and critiquing filmmakers far better than I could ever hope to be. <laughs> yeah, excellent disclaimer. We need to tell you right off the bat, we don't know what we're talking about, so take everything we say with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're here. A hefty grain In of fact, salt. Put, put whatever your whatever apparatus you're listening to, just turn a little louder so you could hear us bullshit our way through it. <laughs> so, we're... Uh... We're fans. We're fans of history, we're fans of film, and we're going to talk about them. I yeah. hope you enjoy yeah. and uh for this movie we decided to start at the birth of history itself uh, <laughs> so we are going to watch um the patriot the patriot uh and classic the, film from 2000 yeah. obviously history started in 1776 right. yeah nothing matters before yeah. the america's here yeah exactly yeah <laughs> It's all fake bullshit. Yeah, yes. yeah. You could have easily called this movie Bathe Me in Blood and Call Me Free, and it would have just been exactly the same. <laughs> Starring great American hero, Mel. Who's actually Australian. And Donal Logue. <laughs> so um, we watched The Patriot. Uh, have you seen this before, Ant? Yeah, I actually have a – I have such a love for this movie. I okay. really do. It's, it came out when I was 10 years old. And did you it see was it like the- my favorite thing ever when it came out. Did you see it in theaters? I did. Okay. And it was at that time when it was cool. Well, I don't know if you guys had this, but I certainly did. Where it was cool, like when you go to the movies, you sit at the very front of the theater and just stare <laughs> at it like with your head cocked back so you get your neck hurts when the movie's over. I right. love being I, uncomfortable uh, yeah. in the theater. <laughs> so I, I, wanna, uh, I watched The Patriot real close up. <laughs> I don't want to like – be the bearer of bad news, but I mm-hmm. think you were lied to. That was never cool. No, it was awesome. <laughs> no, no, no. You were just dumb. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> also true. So, so can I tell you a theater story? Yeah, non-patriot related, but um, the the old United Artists Theater uh, on Staten Island, where mm-hmm. we used to go, <laughs> we went and saw one of the Matrix sequels, either two or three, and my friend had to urinate, mm-hmm. so he went in the back of the theater. <laughs> And he, and he peed in the corner, and you could just watch the urine roll down the slanted uh, theater. Wow. That really yeah. ties in. Yeah. I mean, you were talking about an uncomfortable no, theater experience. Yeah. Would you – all right. Would you, would you rather watch a three-hour movie with your head tilted back mm-hmm. or have – or be in a piss-filled theater? If the piss doesn't smell, it's fine. If it smells – Oh, if it's I like, can't stand piss smell. If he was like munching on asparagus. You remember when we were in France, we went to the concert? Yes. We yeah. went to a big metal festival in France years ago. They had these things called pissoirs. Which All are throughout like, France. Yes, Very which weird. are portable, like porta potties pretty much. They smelt, it's the worst smell I've ever, I still have nightmares about that fucking smell. <laughs> piss. It it looked, hot piss in the sun. I would have thought you were going to rouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just have an erection all the time. <laughs> As you said it, your nose was like yeah. crinkling, like you could like audibly remember it. And your pants were just rising bolts. I don't yes. know what it was about. That is definitely a weird thing about the European culture we don't have here. They love piss? They just like have pissoirs in places. Like I mean, people, look at the Germans. People publicly piss. <laughs> They're known for it. The only, the only people pissing here in public are homeless. This is true. And your friend, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a mental institution now. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah. the Patriot. The Patriot. Uh, I love this movie. How do you guys feel about it? Uh, did you see it? Did you see it in theaters, Steve? I did not see this in theaters, but I have seen this in honestly top ten of like all time. Yeah, it's so good. There are people that don't like it. I know. Like they they consider it to be too cheesy. Uh, yeah, you know? and, and basically the entire country of England. Yeah, I th- <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's that was going to be something Which, I wanted to bring me up. Too. We're gonna we're gonna. Yeah, they treat the British horribly in this movie. They portray them horribly. Well, they make they yeah. make them into Nazi war criminals. <laughs> Probably worse. Yeah. <laughs> like if anything, like all right. So obviously, and everybody listening has seen the movie. Yeah. So if you haven't, hit pause. Go watch the Patriot. Come yeah. back in three hours. The yeah. scene where they burn they the burn a whole town full of people alive yeah. in the church. If there was ever a war crime that horrible in the American Revolution, there'd be no alliance today <laughs> between America and Britain. Yeah, like it'd be okay. it'd be cemented into our mythology. Could you yeah. imagine if the Patriot was used as propaganda and nobody said that that story was fake? Right. We would have nuked England. Right. <laughs> like, that would have been the first thing we did with the bomb before Japan. Would have been like, hit them. Mm. So do you guys know about the conspiracy behind that? No. It's funny you bring this up. So there's a conspiracy because Roland Emmerich is German, the director. What else did he do? Independence Day. I knew it was Fantastic. something like your, that. Your yeah. favorite movie, Godzilla 2000. Right, yes. Fantastic. And The Patriot. Amazing That's so soundtrack. weird. It, it's like, <laughs> so I was looking at his filmography. It's like one good movie, and the rest is all shit. And even if I like it, it's garbage. Oh, listen, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, in, Independence yeah. Day is fun, but it is it is a pile of uh, crap. Yeah. Yeah, so, as, as far as movie making goes. But <laughs> I like Godzilla 2000. I'm sorry. No, Godzilla 99. 98. 99. 99. With, with Matthew Broderick. Matthew yeah. Broderick, yeah. 2000's a sequel. Where, uh, what's his name? The guy from The Simpsons. With Puff Daddy yells at about, the time made a song. That's true. Hank Azaria. Yeah. Hank Azaria yells, yo, they got the garden. <laughs> Ugh. So the conspiracy <laughs> that the British have is, because Roland Emmerich is German, mm-hmm. that he wanted to get the heat off Germany. For their war crimes. And he took a German war crime. Because apparently the Germans burnt people in a church like that. Yes. Like in a famous incident. There is a a, a story about something that happened in like the Soviet Union. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they did something like that. And he was like, I want to get the the heat off of our backs as Germans. And I'm going to make the most anti-British propaganda film ever. (laughs) And it's going to make America hate England and kind of forget about like the shit we did. And that's a conspiracy people have. It, it really is like they made them like it's. It might be the only movie where the villain is too villainous. Like he's so evil. Tavington. Yeah, he's based on a real guy. But was which the, I'm sure was we'll the real into. guy even even like a quarter, a quarter of, of evil as him? Because he's, he's just shooting children. So <laughs> like, the guy he's based off is a guy named Bannister Tarleton. Yeah. Who was the head of the American Legion, which was an all loyalist regiment. Okay. Right. Oh, so he was. Amer- it was only Americans under him. Yes. So I didn't. But he's a British guy. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was all Americans under mm-hmm. him. And they show it with um, Adam, Adam Baldwin is kind of like the stand-in for loyalism, yeah. right? So Bannister Tarleton was famous for the Battle of Waxhaw. The militia was trying to surrender. It's a massacre. And he massacres them. Yeah. Yes. But it's like disputed because. Some say he fell off his horse and was injured. He didn't give the orders. Right. Like it's a, it's a big controversy. Right. So what happened was his dragoons <laughs> kind of rode into them and sliced them to pieces mm. uh, while they were trying to surrender. So that this led to the militia taking up Tarleton's quarter, they called it, which was no quarter at all. So whenever yeah. the British would try to surrender from that point on, they would just murder them. <laughs> it, it got real bad and bloody and horrible. 
But um, yeah, that he's he's clearly the basis for Taffy. And their names are kind of close. Yeah. He also doesn't die at the end of the war. No. He goes home and is like a hero in mm-hmm. England and he has like a career in politics. He's actually an important guy. Like he's the guy in charge of the Battle of the Cowpens, which is the final battle in the movie. Mm. Okay. Um, we'll get into it. Yeah. But let, let, let's start. Um, so real, Why don't we just start with the beginning of the movie? So real quick, I want to say I saw this in theaters mm-hmm. and I fucking loved it back then. Yeah. And I yeah. still love it today. It's great it's when you great. see it when you're 10. I could see why some people, like older people, might not be that into this movie. Look, it's an action movie with some history shit in it. It's kind of like this podcast. If you go into this podcast expecting just hard history facts and data, we're going to let you down. Mm -hmm. If you're coming in for a good time and to hear about a movie and some jokes, some yucks. I agree 100%. you You may enjoy it. The Patriots got comedy in it. Yeah, I, I want to talk about. It's the got comedy. moments of comedy. Mm-hmm. It's got everything you want. It's ha- it has comedy. It has sadness. It has heart. It mm-hmm. has it has loss. It is has gain. It, it's everything. Is has there been a movie since? I can't really think of one that's like that classic old Hollywood epic. What do you, like of this style? Like the old like the old school historical epics we used to get all the time way back when. Like Mel, like Master really, and Commander. I love Master and Commander. I don't don't even shit on Master and Commander. <laughs> People tell you that's boring. They're, they're just dumb. I watched they're him. Just dumb people. I watched him. I watched him. <laughs> he punched a man in a bar once <laughs> for, for not liking Master and Commander. Yeah. All right. Maybe, maybe I, I really enjoyed. You're Master right. Master and Commander. Commander came after. My fucking whole point is over. Master and Commander rules. <laughs> I will tell you, I bashed that movie for years, mm-hmm. saying it was one of the most boring movies ever. Did he punch you too? <laughs> now you like it? He, he tied, I made him watch it. He yeah. tied me down and forced me to watch it. <laughs> Movie kicks ass. <laughs> Backtrack to you two watching as a nine millimeter. Do you like it? Do you like it? So now, back to your your question: Has there been like an epic like that? I, I'm I not thinking know. of one off the top of my head. No. I'm okay. sure there's one, and I'm not going to say it right now. And as a film guy, it's going to bother me. Oh, people screaming at the radios. Yeah. Or whatever Why? Why are you not saying this? But yeah, we're on uh, 880. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're AM. Yeah. We're AM. <laughs> All right, so the movie begins, and I gotta say, I love the John Williams score. It's great. Yeah, it's so yeah. underrated. Like pe- <laughs> everybody loves John Williams, and like this score is like kind of forgotten. It's why is that just the sound of colonial times? Like when we think of it in our heads, like it's it's, it's the flutes and the. It's got to yeah. be a Yankee Doodle thing, right? Sure. It's just yeah. like it's just mm. in your yeah. subconscious. Like, well, at that time, when you think about the music that was being made, they used all those elements, so yeah, it I makes sense. So. Well, they like they like they like yeah, yeah, yeah. to sample it, and uh, there was the colonial rapper. And also, we just threw what? people on the hold front on, lines on, with the flute. Hold so. on, what, what are you talking? The, about? the colonial rapper. What is uh, a colonial rapper? His name was uh, Francis Drake. <laughs> And he was a rapper. I bombed, okay? <laughs> I fucking bombed. You know, I tried saving him. He tried digging out. I tried, it. I tried <laughs> digging out. And, and he was like, and it's like, you're not getting out of this. Yeah. <laughs> you're, he, you're in a muddy hole and he's pouring water in it. He locked, he locked me in his sights like I was a child and he was a uh, Tavington. <laughs> Would you like a lesson, sir, yeah. in the rules of war? <laughs> yeah, so the movie starts with the post rider and the. Yep. The, yeah. the, oh, I wanted to point this out. There are no Carolina. slaves in the Patriot. Slavery does not exist in the world of the yes, Patriot. Yes, there is. There is one. There's the, one who is in the process of being freed. Because they're in South Carolina. Yeah. yeah well, there should yeah. be slaves everywhere. So and we, should, we <laughs> In South Carolina? North yes. of South Carolina? Yes. It's the so, antebellum so South. When we're first introduced to um, 
Benjamin Martin. Yes. He's building a rocking I, I, chair. I can tell you the size of his boot. <laughs> you know everything about him. Yeah. He's building a rocking chair. Yes. And he's no Ben Franklin. But before you do it, I just wanted to point out, they're growing corn on his farm. They're not growing tobacco. They're not growing cotton. So he is able to exist in the world of the movie, in the world of real life, mm-hmm. without slaves. Okay. So he is, he's is—he's got his, his free blacks that he has hired for him, and there's no slavery on the Martin plantation. Which is interesting <laughs> that they're doing corn because it's like it's not synonymous with slavery. Which exactly. Is like they actually did a good job with exactly. their history. Yeah. And we also uh, should note that he was based on a real guy. Yeah, well, he's based on two people as Francis far as I can Marion. Tell. Francis Marion being who the first. Who was a slave owner. Yes. And he was brutal. Yes. Uh, the, I think the beginning of the movie, he is very clearly Francis Marion. And then towards the end, he turns into Daniel Morgan. I'm not familiar with Daniel Morgan. Daniel Morgan is a very famous revolutionary guy. He was the head okay. of Morgan's uh, Rifleman. Okay. They are the sharpshooters of the Continental mm-hmm. Army. They, they like... Mowed down tons of dudes at Saratoga. Okay. They're the he- big heroes of Saratoga. Other so than brutal Arnold, yeah. it's Daniel Morgan. And ah, do it. Yes. Ben- Arnold. Benedict Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to betray Washington. Um, that's where he got fame, and he's, he's been right. with Washington's army the whole time, and then later he comes into play. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about it, I swear. Okay. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Francis Marion real quick, because that's who he's based on. Sure. So after the movie has... It's fast forward. Like, the movie starts in 1776. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to point out that scene where they have the in, debate. In Charleston. In Charleston. The CG, the CG, though, is very dated for the background. Like, it's clear early oh, yeah. CG, like, yeah. the backgrounds of, like, they haven't worked it out, like, the depth and stuff, you know? Yes. But it doesn't look too, too bad. It's passable, it's passable. but it's yeah. definitely noticeable. Yeah. I, I, I always loved that scene, though. Like, it frames... The causes and the the debate behind the American Revolution very well, mm-hmm. and they like they get everything in there. I mean, obviously, when he says the line like three thousand tyrants here yeah. or one tyrant yeah. three thousand miles away, I was like, an elected legislator can trample a man's rights as easy as a king can. Oh, it felt, felt like Mel Gibson was yeah. here. I'm expecting someone to start busting out racial rants and screaming. Hey, sugar tits! <laughs> yeah. It's just like he's here with us. <laughs> but um, but I just watched the second episode of John Adams from HBO, okay. another miniseries, and that is probably the probably the best like portrayal, just film, movie, TV show, whatever you want to say about the American Revolution yeah. ever. Like I think it's the best thing ever put to film on that subject. And they that whole second episode is just like a f- hour long version of that scene because mm-hmm. he's in the Continental Congress arguing yeah. for. The rest of the states to join Massachusetts in the rebellion. But, but is there rapping? Because I can't get down if there's no rapping in my uh, colonialism. Well, you got to take your shot. Yeah. <laughs> now, did either of these people from history but, have like a lot of kids? Real quick, because by the way. in the movie, he's got he's he's, he's got seven it. kids. He's swinging it with no care in the world. Yes. He <laughs> pumps so much cum into his wife, who's no longer with us. Jesus. <laughs> That's how she died. <laughs> Too much. And especially Susan. Um, but yeah, Francis Marion, slave owner. He fought in... He was at the French siege of Charleston. Indian War. He was a French and Indian War veteran. Do you know his nickname? The Swamp Fox. Swamp Fox. Who, oh, if I'm not mistaken, Disney had a TV show about they in the did, 60s. Which I'm desperate to watch now. I've never seen it. My uncle loves it, though. Oh, really? When I saw this movie, 
uh-huh. back in 2000. I saw it with my uncle, yeah. who went on and on on the drive home about the fucking Swamp Fox TV show. <laughs> and that's the only time I've ever heard anyone talk about it. But he loved it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, they got to put that on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure there's horrible shit, mm-hmm. and they can't put it in right now. Oh, you think there's some racial things? There definitely are Probably. things they said. But, but I would love to watch the Swamp Fox. But Francis Marion, when South Carolina was uh, given up. Well, let's go the, back. Okay, yeah. French and we'll Indian War. He's like a brutal, almost war criminal. Like he was raping Native Americans. Really? Oh, yeah. He, this I didn't know. He is a savage animal. Like, like he is like the French and the Native Americans view him as like Satan practically. Much like Benjamin Morton. He is much like Benjamin Martin, who is also the parallel. He was intemperate in his youth. Exactly. He's fucking, like, <laughs> they hate him. Right. And, like, he's just a savage butcher. He's an Indian fighter. Yep. He joined uh, the Continental Army. No, uh, in, unlike the movie, he was in it basically from the start. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to fucking kill. Yeah. And he starts mm-hmm. the militia in South Carolina, and he runs it in a swamp kind of like the movie. Well, w- the movie flash forwards from... That moment when South Carolina joins the 13 colonies mm-hmm. as the United States. Yeah. And then it skips several years into to 1780, where now the, mo- the war moves south. Mm-hmm. And th- with the siege of Charleston. Real which it doesn't really show. It just shows the flag. Like it changes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. And that battle is very consequential as far as the war is concerned. Like it... It is when Cornwallis takes over as, like, the star of the British, who is the big bad in this movie, Mm -hmm. you know, beyond Tavington. And who's that actor? I love him. Doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson. He's awesome. The new aristocracy will be landowners. (laughs) (laughs) So the war moves south because the parliament thinks, back in England... That the South is way more loyalist than the North. And the entire war at the, at, up to that point had been Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, really, and Pennsylvania. Wasn't New York extremely loyalist? The city itself, mm-hmm. okay. yes. And and the, it's the main British point of operations. Yeah. When the British come, the first thing they do is take New York City, and they more or less sit there for the next couple of years. That's why yeah. we had a bunch of spies here. This is true. Mm-hmm. But they're like, all right, South is where it's at. And it works in Georgia. Like, the British take Savannah... And I mean, they got Ray Charles there. They can't see what's going on. It's easy to take Georgia. <laughs> Georgia is the only uh, one of the 13 colonies to not send delegates to the First Continental Congress. Okay. So there actually are more loyalists there. And they kind of have an easier time securing Georgia. Mm-hmm. But when they go for Charleston, they run into a lot of problems. And the the first thing is they're not prepared for it. It's surrounded by swamps and shit. Yeah. But they get a big plus from slaves. So the slave population... As we see in the movie. Um, no. See, this ah. is what I wanted to talk about. Okay. The movie does not handle the slave situation well at all. It's not realistic. It's yeah. silly. So Spike Lee got furious watching the movie. Did he? And he... He like, should. He's, he was like, this is bullshit. Him and his wife, like, hated it. Really? Yeah, because they, like, they don't talk about slavery at all. So... First thing I, I got to point out is the 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 black guy. What's his name? Oakum. Oakum. J. Arlen Jones. He's great in this, by the way. Yeah, fantastic. I, I uh, really haven't seen him in anything else though, but he should have been. I don't know, um, but he gets signed up by his master. Yeah. And joins the militia. This happened 
But it happened in Rhode Island, yeah. and it happened for two months before the slave owners in Rhode Island were like, you're not doing this. Yeah. Because essentially what, it, what they're doing is they're arming the slaves, and then they're taking the property and freeing it. Yeah. You know? Freeing them. And in South Carolina, when Charleston was under siege, the guy in charge was this guy, uh, Benjamin Lincoln, General Benjamin Lincoln for the Americans. He suggested that they arm the slaves as fighters, and the elders of the town were like, no, you're not doing that. So they would rather lose their city to the British then, than arm their slaves and let yeah. them be free. Well, that's their workforce, and then, you know, they're fucked, well, it's, and it's they get all killed. That, but and they might murder them. Yeah. Right. They're, 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 they're <laughs> more guaranteed. loyal to the institution of slavery than they are to the yeah. idea of independence. As we yeah. see later on. I mm-hmm. mean, this definitely uh, mm-hmm. holds true. Real quick about slavery. Uh, Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox, the real guy, his militia actually did have a lot of slaves in it. And, yeah. and he ran a mixed-race mixed, ma- uh, mixed race r- militia of whites and slaves. Washington's army was integrated, his, now, like his, his specific army. But that would not be the case again in the United States until Korea. Oh, yeah. You know, in the in 1950s. The, uh, in the movie, there's actually a sign that's read that says, if you served under Washington for a year, you're freed. Right, and that, that's what I was talking about. They did that in Rhode Island, and in they Rhode stopped Island, it. They stopped. They stopped right. it. Okay. But this would not fly in the else, South. The Southerners that... were not going to put up with that. Okay. Uh and it's actually a slave who is working with General Henry Clinton and the British who leads them to Charleston through the swamps. I thought, and I thought uh, Henry Clinton led them to Epstein's Island. That was Bill. <laughs> <laughs> this is his brother. Easy, easy mistake. Easy mistake to make, really. It's <laughs> so, yeah, the, it's definitely, I would say, in a slave's best interest to root for the British because, as we know— Fast forwarding through history, it's, yeah. the British are going to end slavery way before the Americans do. However, I will say the British didn't have the economic reasons that America did to keep slavery longer. You this know what true. I mean? It was easier for them because they had less slaves. Yes, it's also very institutionalized and it's part of, you know, the, the American culture. The southern culture, I should yeah. say. Because it's very different in the North. Well, yeah. It's, it's not as advantageous for northerners to have slaves. Right. Well, you don't have these giant crops cash crop That are growing all year. This is why he's growing corn instead of tobacco or cotton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, the, when Charleston falls, it now becomes the base of operations in the south. And as the rest of the state kind of comes under the British sway, Francis Marion is left behind with like 100 guys, and he makes life as miserable as possible for the British. And that is the premise of this entire movie. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to the movie. Let's get back to the movie. We, we gave you a little real history. Now mm-hmm. let's uh, get back to the movie. Yeah. So uh, we last left off. It's the like the Disney animatronic scene of everyone talking. <laughs> Some of the acting in this scene is straight like Hall of Presidents shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. like so like, you know. On the note. I love it though. It's I love that too because I fucking love like Hall of Presidents and like, all that corny Disney <laughs> it's shit. It's an American nation. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, why does King George really chops uh, off my other leg with uh, his taxes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's straight that shit and like it feels like I'm at Disney watching that scene and it's cheesy as fuck but I love it ah, I, I don't I don't think it's that cheesy compare that pretty to cheesy. the scene in John Adams yeah, it's, right. pretty cheesy. Yeah. it's like you're at a theme park yes you know and then, like yes. they, they, they vote for it and they pass it and they're all, they're all shooting guns you just see a ton of teenagers wanting to sign up for war well that would have happened yeah. that, could that, you yeah. imagine that today TikTok teenagers signing up for war that excited to fight someone if you had a cause as as galvanizing as independence was, 
Yeah. Than oh, yeah. I think so. Like, look at nine after nine eleven. You had yeah. massive uh, Enli- enlistment enrollment in, yeah. into the military. But, you know, nobody wants to go to the Ukraine for no fucking reason. Depends yeah. <laughs> 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 who you ask. Yeah. Right. So, um... It's very Luke Skywalker of Heath Ledger's character to want to join the rebellion. <laughs> you know, it I is. Guess, sh- it yeah, sure, okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a little Star Wars-iness to it. Yeah, I guess. And then I'm I, not a child. You're my child. Yeah. I also, <laughs> so after that, they kind of touch upon the war a little bit, right? Because he, he goes off to, to fight the sun. And they show some scenes. There's yeah. a little scenes. montage, yeah. Which I realized Peter something. Cuppin gets it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I realized something about uh, war. The fuzzier and bigger the hat you have, the better chance you are of committing evil crimes. That's the more in charge you are. Yeah. 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 Especially in the... They all have big fuzzy hats century. and they're all really evil. 18th, 18th. <laughs> so then the war shows up to uh, Mel Gibson's house oh, after after his uh, son, you know, escapes a battle. I actually want to... Yes. I just watched, preparing for this... Yeah. I watched the extended edition of the I've Patriot. never seen that. I never have either. This is the first time okay. I saw it. So you paid to watch it? Yeah. So I was like, wow. I'm not paying extra for this. I'm watching yeah, the free yeah. version was, on Netflix. You want the extra money. It was a $3 yeah. rental on Amazon. And I got to tell you, I loved all the extra what, stuff. What are the differences? It, most of the the extra scenes are on the fr- in the front of the movie. Okay. Um, so they cut out the fat from the beginning, kind of? No, there's nothing cut out. It's added. No, I'm saying uh, in the real cut. Yeah, there's, there's none of it is necessary to the movie whatsoever. Yeah, there's a there's like one thing that is a call. Like you remember at the end when he writes the letter to Anne Charlotte and he says especially Susan. Yeah, they say that earlier and it's like a reference to that. Okay. Um, but there's a scene before the battle in front of the house where he sees them running, where the kids are chasing a horse, mm-hmm. like an escaped horse, and they run down to the creek and there's dead bodies floating in the creek. And it's like, okay. oh, that's cool, because because it was right after he yeah. just goes, and our children will learn of it with their own eyes, and it's like, oh, okay, all right, so and then they, they learn of it. They yeah. learn of it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, right? And uh, I like that that was cut out. Yeah, I, I don't think you better. need it. Yeah, it yeah, it, it probably does, but it was just it, just because I've seen it so many times, it was cool to see yeah. something new. Yeah, there's like a little more politics, okay. like when they get the mail, he's asking about what the Continental Congress is doing, and they're okay. they're like, it's not important. Yeah. To the movie, but it's, it was just fun to have. Yeah. yeah, and there's like a whole scene where he's chatting up Aunt Charlotte on top of the while they're watching the people in the street. Oh, he hits Charles on her earlier. He hits on her early. He was going in early. Yeah. yeah, she had giant tits. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. very prominent. Yes, it's her defining characteristic. In Absolutely, the movie, I think she does nothing else but have big tits. Just yeah. Stare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <laughs> All right, so the war is in front of their house. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jason Isaac rolls up. That Williams Evil score is so fucking good. <laughs> like, it's, like, up there with, um, like, the Imperial March almost. Like, it's yeah. so fucking, yeah, it's... like, badass, and you're like, oh, shit's about to go down. I want to agree with you so hard, but I can't think of it, so it's obviously not when as I, memorable as... When I, was listening, <laughs> when I was listening to it, I was like, this fucking kicks ass. Mm. Like, you feel the tension immediately. Yep. A lot of the music here is pretty seamless, and it doesn't, like, it's not as gaudy as, like, Star Wars, where it's like... Mm-hmm. It's but, not in, in the front. Yeah, but it it works perfectly. So Jason Isaac rolls up, he kills his kid, right? Because and he takes Heath Ledger away. Heath Ledger has dispatches. Yeah, yes. and he's like, "You're not getting Gotham today." And he, he then takes he burns Heath. his entire house down and steals all his working staff. Yeah. Yes, 
But they're, they're not slaves. And they're they're not that's slaves. why I said working right. staff. Yes. <laughs> they actually say we're, we're not slaves. Men. And he's like, no, you are. And you have the privilege and honor of serving yeah. in the king's army. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, that's... Why would you, Impressment. like... Impressment. Like, you don't want to... I don't know. I feel like you want soldiers' loyalty or cause. You know, not people who are like... This yeah. happened a lot. You also then. want... Yeah. Uh, a, a cannon nice fodder. little cannon fodder right in sure. front of you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, they, like, there's a fa- famously, in the War of 1812, which is not long after this, obviously, mm-hmm. the British Navy was arresting American sailors, like mm-hmm. fishermen and stuff. Shanghai, yeah. them, right? Isn't it's that called impressment, yeah. where they would just force them to join the British Navy to okay. fight Napoleon. Yeah, so this this kind of thing went on. Mm-hmm. So, and they are always recruiting, trying to recruit loyalist militia. Because... I wanted to point this out, like, in every, pick a revolution from the last 200, 300 years, mm-hmm. any one, it has a component of civil war. Okay. It's going to be one segment of a population fighting another one, and in this one, it's the loyalists versus the patriots, which is probably bloodier and more, has a, has much more hate behind it than anything the British are doing. As a Jets fan, I could tell you, I hate, <laughs> I hate the patriots. <laughs> that is always glossed over. Yes. And not just in the American Revolution. Any single time, you never hear about that. At least yeah. not in the front. Well, it's neighbors fighting neighbors. Yes. This, I think that's why the British cause, the the British um, strategy was so futile from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because once you have these neighbors hating each other, you can't go back to the way things were before. So, like, they're trying to do the carrot and the stick type thing where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we got to win the hearts and minds of these Americans and bring them back into the fold. We have to reestablish commerce. Reestablish commerce. Um, it just wasn't going to happen. Right. Because you can't go back. This guy was murdering you, yeah. you know, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. He killed your neighbor's mm-hmm. kids in front of you. And, right. You know, you're not, that's not going to fly anymore. Mel Gibson now, this is his John Wick moment. Yeah. He's going and kicking ass. Grabs a bunch of guns and throws it to his young children who had to be how old? Like nine and ten? <laughs> if that. He, if that. He the went, one kid was in uh, Sixth Sense. <laughs> Wait, that was Haley Joel Osment? No, it was oh, the bully. No, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he went full uh, Coney there with child yeah. soldiers. Is oh, that yeah. one of the most badass fight scenes ever filmed? Dude, I was so taken away. <laughs> but I, because like... I love horror, and like obviously, I love I love all movies. But like, everything in movies today, especially, is so clean and sterile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, action is like even John Wick; it's practically bloodless. Mel is covered in blood when this is. He, he's. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking yeah. gory. It's mm-hmm. brutal. It is awesome. The Tree of Liberty was watered there, <laughs> like very deeply. Would you say that uh, the the tomahawk he carries? Mm-hmm. I feel like that. And watching, I was thinking about this. The tomahawk's like a symbol of his savagery that he's holding back all the time. Yes. So, so I will tell you. And uh, when he good. loses that in the final fight, well, skipping ahead, when he, he in the final fight scene, Tavington knocks the tomahawk out of his hand. Yeah. So, and he gets down on his knees and he's about to just give up and die. But then, no, he, so, he's not about to give so, up. He sees the flags right. marching and he knows they won. So, hmm. so I'll tell you what the movie is really about as, oh. far, as far as patriotism and stuff. All right, so Mel Gibson. Is Tavington? They're the same guy. They're the same guy because I was thinking this he's too. A, he's a guy who committed war atrocities. He mm-hmm. did all this, right? They're not that different, right? And but he's wanted to repent in all this, right? And he's punished. His kids, he's are, long fear. His kids are taken away, and like he's had to suffer, and he lost everything, right? And it's only when he embraces idealism and fighting for something beyond the butchery and the savagery that he is able to win 
and lead the victory and then defeat Tavington, thus defeating that part of himself. And that is what mm-hmm. the movie really is. You're right. Mm-hmm. Tavington is Benjamin Martin. Mm-hmm. And I never pieced it together until this watch. Mm-hmm. Same. Good. The, the, there's a moment where him and Heath Ledger are having a conversation. He's talking about how he's uh, my brother as well as your son. They're talking about Thomas. Yes. Tavington had killed. And he's like, stay the course for the cause. Yes. And right after that, well, not long after that, they have that scene where Tavington is trying to provoke him into doing something fucked up. Yes. At the uh, the prisoner exchange. Mm-hmm. And he holds back and he just tells him, I'm going to kill you before this yeah. war is over. Yes. Yeah. And it's awesome. But <laughs> so, so going back to that, there's that scene on the battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. Where he has the chance to kill Tavington. And instead, he grabs the flag and rallies, and rallies everybody. Because yeah, it's more important. And he embraces the yeah. idealism over revenge. And that's where he gets his victory. And that's where he gets his victory. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if Tavington killed him there, it wouldn't have mattered. He won. Yes. I think a better victory is the fact that he taught his seven and eight year old son to shoot point blank at soldiers accurately with muskets from about 50 yards away. I got four words for you. Yeah. Aim small, miss, miss small. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... <laughs> because have you ever seen, like, the fire of a musket and how accurate it is from that far away? Horrible. It is really bad. <laughs> Hence the line battles. You had to get really close. And don't, like, don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes because you're going to miss. That's the whole point of that yeah, tactic. You're going to miss. Of yeah. the lining up. Exactly. And, yeah. so, so those kids were... They were not hitting. Mm-hmm. So Historically I, speaking. I've, I've thought, I thought of this when I was watching it because... Within the past year or two, I've shot a couple of guns. Like, mm-hmm. I'm no marksman or anything. But, like, mm-hmm. to me, it seems like aim small, miss small is horrible advice. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> it, it sounds like aim it's gibberish. Aim at a small target, and you're going to hit somewhere around that target. Oh, is that what he's saying? Um, yes. I so thought he you, was like, try to I'm hit aiming, the specific yeah. spot and don't miss it. No, no, no. I was like, that's, if that's I'm bad. Aiming, if I'm aiming for your chest, even if I miss, I'm still hitting somewhere near your chest. But if I'm just aiming for your body, I might shoot a little inaccurate. I that's see. all. I see. You'd have to fuck up pretty bad to miss my body. I'm massively fat. <laughs> a musket probably would. <laughs> Those things were not good. All right. So the gore is awesome when he saves Heath Ledger, right? Yes. And he's kicking some ass. And I got to give a shout out to Caleb D. Chanel. Who is that? Zoe D. Chanel's father is the cinematographer on this movie. Wow, really? His cinematography is fucking awesome in this movie. Yeah. He uses shafts of light in this, coming through blinds constantly. Mm. And there's, like, so much fog and ambience. It's straight, like, Spielbergian shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he, he lit this movie so awesome. I think he was nominated for an Oscar for it. Wow. But I actually have a question about that, that scene, though, that we were just referencing with the, the kids. Yeah. And I think you might, Ant, might be, be better to answer this. Did the Red Coach travel in small packs like that while... Because that, that was a really small group transferring, like, a uh, high-value prisoner. They, they don't move in packs. They move they, in herds. They move in herds, yes. yes. They do move in herds. Yeah. Because um, that's a really small <laughs> group of people for, like, a high-value target that they're, like, taking. They That was not the main army. What that was was just they were taking him to be hanged somewhere. They were going to give him a, a small little, you know, mock trial mm-hmm. and just hang him he, next to a tree. He wasn't, um, he wasn't a high-value. He, he, he was a dispatch rider that they were framing up to be a spy. Oh, okay. You know, they, they... So they were technically behind enemy lines then. They're, that's the thing. At this point, there aren't any real lines. What what? Charleston's fallen. Yeah. Cornwallis' army is kind of moving to different points around South Carolina and just 
you know, taking it over. Meanwhile, what's going on in the north is Horatio Gates. Well, what's Horatio Sands doing? Horatio Sands (laughs) is singing the Christmas song with um, Jimmy Fallon. And Tracy Morgan. And Tracy Morgan. But Horatio... And he's also diddling a 12-year-old, I think. Is he, is he a kid touching? What? It, it, Whoa. It, I think so. I, wow. Allegedly. I, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> I definitely am wrong, Ooh. and I just called him a pederast. I always liked Horatio Sands. <laughs> Jeez can Louise. We, can we look that up and see if I'm uh, just besmirching? Is Horatio Sands a kid toucher? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Um, anyway, Horatio Gates, while you look that up, was the hero of Saratoga, at least yeah. on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sucked, and Benedict Arnold did all the real work, and Horatio Gates stole the glory from Saratoga, which is obviously the big American win in the war at this point. They sent him to meet up with guys who they had already sent south to help defend Charleston. You're reading. What is happening? So Horatio Sands, yeah. he... Uh, <laughs> oh, he's looking up Gates. <laughs> yeah. uh, so <laughs> Horatio Sands um, is accused of grooming and sexual assault. Okay. Uh, a teen, allegedly. A teen, allegedly. A teen girl. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> so Not 12, a teen. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bad boy, Horatio yeah. Sands. Yeah. Horatio Gates, on the other hand, yes. dumb boy. He's been told by Congress to go and meet up with these guys who they had already sent south to help defend Charleston, but they didn't make it in time. Okay. So these guys are just force marched. He meets up with them. He finds them starving. They're tired. And he's like, okay, the best move would be probably to rest a while. But he's like, no. He goes and takes them, joins up with the South Carolina militia, and attacks the British at Camden. And we see this scene in the movie when Mel and her, and um, his son, what the fuck oh, is his Heath name? Ledger. Heath Ledger. Are si- they're in that house and they're watching yeah. the battle okay. happen and they're roasting Gates. This is after how he yeah, sucks. Call him an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is after he saves him. Yes. He spent too much time with the he British spent, Army. Yes, exactly. Uh, Gates has the same amount of men as the British. It's one of the few times this happens in the war. Oh, really? But they're exhausted. And he thinks that he's sending his best troops up against the loyalist militia in reality sending them up against British regulars and they mow them to pieces. And this battle is so bad for the Americans that Gates flees the field by himself and rides a horse like 120 miles back up north and abandons the army. <laughs> and it's the end of his career. He's fucked. He's done. This is This is why we remember that he sucked at Saratoga too. Otherwise, he'd still be remembered as, like, the guy. Okay. There were people in Congress who believed he should have Washington's job. That he is the, <laughs> he is the dude who's going to save America, not George Washington. Yeah. And this was his chance to prove himself, and he fucked up royally. Well, we wouldn't exist then with... Uh... Exactly. <laughs> so after he is defeated... Which is a this is Cornwallis's like coup de grace, his greatest yeah. victory of his career. Is smashing gates. Is smashing gates. It doesn't change the situation tactically, ta- tactically though. Okay. Like it's a big victory, but he's still deep in the south. You took some assets away, but you didn't gain much. Right. And now the defeated army is kind of leaderless and turns into these militia units, which turns into bad Which is harder warfare. to fight, as we've right. seen for 20 years yes. in our own experience. And it's at this point, back up north, Washington gets his way and sends Nathaniel Green and Daniel Morgan down 
to me that Nathaniel Green is probably the most underrated, in my opinion, American general of the war. He should be like a... Everyone should know his name in this country. He's awesome. He kicks ass. He's been there since the beginning, and he is the guy who's going to deliver the American victory at this point later, like as 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 we continue. Yeah. But this is, this is kind of like where the movie really gets going. Like right now, now it's who's in charge? Francis Marion, Benjamin Martin. They're going to form the militia, and they're going to kick some ass. And we get to see all those great scenes of them do, doing raids and stuff. Yeah. Nothing? No. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I didn't know that Gates was such a fuck-up. Yeah, he sucked. So he was part of this thing. Um, oh, God, what's it called? I don't remember. But it's some kind of cabal with him and uh, Benj- uh, Benjamin Moore. Not Benjamin Moore. Um, they made paints. General Lee. Charles Lee. Charles Lee. Charles Lee. Charles Lee Ray? That's, L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs> that's, Ch- that's Chucky. James Earl Ray. <laughs> James Earl Ray's an assassin. <laughs> no, uh, Charles Lee and Horatio Gates were part of the cabal to try and replace Washington. Okay. And it's uh, Charles Lee, who at the Battle of Monmouth, he's, he's been secretly communicating with the British and sending them troop movements. Yeah. And shit. He's, gonna, he's actually a traitor, but we okay. don't find out about this until much after he's dead, long, like yeah. years and years later. And he tries to sabotage Monmouth, and Washington comes upon him during the battle and curses him the fuck out in front of everybody. It's one of the few times Washington ever gets mad, like in public, and like ruins his career after that. And now that that's when Washington finally is like established as the guy. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's irrelevant yeah. to the movie. Okay. Yeah. So you, you <laughs> so, have these 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 groups, like you, you see the militia groups hitting caravans mm-hmm. and travel and they get they get Cornwallis' plans and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's the awesome cannon decapitation. That's at Camden. That was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so brutal. So good. So gory. But yeah, it's great. Important, importantly so, because they, they have shots cannons taken off people's ankles. And yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. That's what it was. Like, I, I'm very I re- glad it was there. I remember watching that as a kid, and, like, yeah. you have, imagine, you imagine, like, I, I used to think about the American Revolution all the time How as a was child. it? Yeah. Like, what was that like? Yeah. Why I could never understand why they would line up and shoot each other, because yeah. it just seems yeah. so stupid. Yeah. When you see it, it makes and he, sense. It's the first time I saw it visually being brutal, you know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. in my brain. It wasn't – it was sanitized. bloodless. I also yeah. think it's the first time you realize how brutal the British Army really was. Yes. Like, cause on paper, it's like, oh, that, that – yeah, that seems pretty bad. But then when you actually visually see the the just hordes of people in perfect lines. There's, v- there's very few things I could think of scarier than a fucking bayonet charge. You know, yeah. like a, a, a yeah. massed bayonet charge, like yeah. just spikes coming out. A, lot, a bunch know? of knives, just <laughs> and you just <laughs> shot your only bullet. So right, now you, have to fight, you have to take your bayonet and pray to God that you're good. You exactly. know, exactly. But uh, there was something in this movie now that uh, bothered me, and I don't know if it's. It it's better not now. be that powdered blue uniform on the French guy because that was beautiful. Listen, Lovely. no, it was fantastic, <laughs> but it was the slowdown of the action they had green at eyes. this point. So and I know why they did it. Why'd they do it? What because you, you had to create the... You're talking about the wedding subplot? Yes. I hated it. You hate the wedding subplot? I hate the wedding subplot. There's no reason for it. But it, it, makes... it looks like they're in Cancun. They Okay, so the, they actually explain that town yes. in the, the extended the, edition. The beach town. They do. Yes. Okay. I was going to ask you, where are they? I thought okay. like Tortuga. Right. <laughs> like, so it, it just like happens it. that they go to this black town. And it's on a beach and it looks yeah, lovely. Yeah. Um, They're dancing on the beach for right. a wedding. It's like, wait. In the extended edition, 
Yeah. Before they go to Aunt Charlotte, before he attacks the caravan with his son, yeah. uh, with his sons, he says to take uh, everybody to the free slave island of, I forgot what it's called, but it started with an H. Okay. Uh, and that's what that is. It is a free slave island okay. where they're all hiding out. So I always thought it was Staten Island as a kid. Why? Because. Staten Island has... Amazing beaches and palm trees. Is it because yeah. of the sandy ground? <laughs> sandy. Because of sandy ground. Because me and Steve and our friend now in a mental institution, yeah. when we were younger, we went to a African-American museum on Staten Island. Around the corner from around us. Around the corner from yeah. us that we randomly saw one day. And they let us in and like they were telling us how like this was like a big black community going back to like colonial America. Cool. So it was in my head. Mm-hmm. that, And I was like, oh, that's that's where they are. Mind you, we were like. That's a big trek. Yeah. <laughs> we had to be like 10, between the age of 10 and 12 we did that maybe yeah and our, our parents had no idea that we did this yeah. we brought home little wooden trinkets with sand they let us do like arts and crafts you just went in there we just yeah. walked in there oh that's awesome and they're like yeah come on in it's a museum <laughs> we're like oh okay that easily could not have been a museum yeah. it looked like a house yeah by the way the place i've never seen it open since it was like the one time it was like ever open. i've walked past there. it a thousand times and never yeah. gone in. yeah uh, you should one day. It's cool yeah. if you ever go in so we uh we're introduced to donald logue the, donald, um, yes. the american brendan gleason Who's Brendan Gleeson? The the monk in uh yeah. in Gangs of New York. He's, oh. the ra- he's a racist guy. He hates. The, he doesn't like the slave. Yeah. But you know what? He's redeemed at the end because he's honored. He yes. has a, he has a he has a character arc. Yes. That's that's one of the best things about this is they yeah. try to give everybody an arc. Yes. Yeah. There's we no- we also meet uh, Constable Odo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Renee Arbuthnot. <laughs> And fend off the wolves, Major. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're also introduced to Billingsley. Tom, uh, John Billings. John's, John Billings. Who looks like my eighth grade history teacher, Mrs. Salveson. <laughs> I don't know what that Mrs. says. <laughs> I don't know if that says he's feminine or she's mannish, but either way. Um, uh, there's also a child in the bar. <laughs> yeah, let's bring that up. That child is the son of like a crazy murderer guy. And it seems like every single child you run into wants to kill Englishmen. Yeah. Doesn't matter what age they are. They want to kill Englishmen and they will be happy about it. They well, they're being raised right. Me? <laughs> they're being raised right. Like, you they're know. all murderous. They want independence and they're sick of these redcoats. <laughs> I'm happy I killed them. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> it's like you're nine. <laughs> I love the scene when they're fighting on that cotton field and the cotton is like yeah. moving around like snow. Yeah. It's such a cool visual. Yes. Yeah. The what, about, what about this is the King's Highway? Oh, great scene. <laughs> Very good scene. <laughs> That's when they finally turn the tables on them. Yep. They, well, they, they start giving uh, mercy. Tarleton's Quarter. Yeah. No mercy. And, and it fails them. I think what that was, King's Mountain, Battle of King's Mountain, as Cornwallis moves north into North Carolina, oh yeah, the, I should point this out. The movie wants you to believe that, and they're kind of right, that the militia is holding him in the South. Mm-hmm. Like he has that whole tirade about, I should be attending balls in North Carolina when I'm still in South yeah. Carolina. Get me the horse blanket. He's, yeah. he's kind of foppish, right? He is a little foppish. I don't know if Cornwallis was actually real, that way. Real quick. Burgoyne certainly Real was. quick. Is, is foppish a slur? Can you say that? Concerned with Concerned? one's clothes and appearance, I I don't think that's no, a slur. No, that's not a slur. Of a man, foppish. Yeah, so a foppish man. He's a, he's vain and stuff in the movie. Mm-hmm. That yes. works. Arrogance uh, could be a pride. Pride could be a weakness. Yes. Oh, it is. <laughs> we learned it from this movie. Uh, yes. So the movie wants you to believe that the militia is holding him there. 
Mm. And that is partially true. However, more so is he is in the middle of a pissing match with Henry Clinton. So Henry Clinton is commander-in-chief of all British forces in the colonies. Okay. He's up in New York. Cornwallis is down south. Cornwallis wants to march north and cut off Washington's army in New Jersey, in New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. But he wants Clinton to lead a diversionary raid. His family's in Florida. He's in New York. <laughs> what city is that out there? <laughs> he wants me to lead a, a diversionary raid into, like, Jersey so that no reinforcements come for the Americans from the north. Mm-hmm. And Clinton's like, yeah, I'm happy to do that. They don't like each other. Yeah. Uh, but not before you leave first. And Cornwallis is like, no, you do it first before I leave. And they go back and forth for like months before any of them makes a move. And this allows the militia to do its damage. But anyway, there's this battle, King's Mountain, where the Patriot militia square off against the Loyalist militia. And the Patriots beat the shit out of them, kill like a thousand of them and chop them to pieces scalp them, do all kinds of horrible shit. And it's this is when the officers finally have to step in and say, you have to stop the butchery. And I think that scene where they're executing the dudes uh-huh. and then they come in and put a stop to it is like is symbolically that moment. Yeah, and they also have Cornwallis, you know, kind of, well, it gets counteracted. Mm-hmm. You know, where... He doesn't like it at first, but then he realizes yeah. the butchery, butchery has to continue. What do you, to, what do you guys think of the dogs? Stop them. Comedic Great relief. Danes. Just comedic relief. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Him whistling for the dogs is good. Just keep yeah. coming. Um, it keeps it light yeah. and fun. I want to talk to you guys about the shutter system of this church. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say. It's, Who would have thought? <laughs> it's, it's like, so they're in the church, right? And there's these wooden shutters on the outside of the church, which shut the doors and, and like they they're no, locked so, but like so if you're in the church and you yeah. want to like shade you have to go outside and shut the wood mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense <laughs> the the shutters are only like this for the movie there's no way you'd really have shutters on the outside like this it's the least practical thing yes, ever you're right and there's no honor in this it's only for the movie there's no honor in this because they need to they need the excuse to burn them alive yeah the shutter system is a complete failure and and again <laughs> What, what's his line, uh, Tavington's line? He's like, um, the, glorious found in the, in the, in the in, victory, in the, not the means. In the end, yes. not this, the means. This will be forgotten. Yes. And it's like, this is not getting it's forgotten. Not, not at all. <laughs> this is the most brutal thing that's so. ever happened. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, whatever, you know? <laughs> Just burning alive women, children, yeah. old people. And that's, that's why, that's the whole reason they had that whole wedding subplot. Yeah. So just, just so that it matters more. Worse. So you care. Yes. Yeah. And you hate the Brits. Which is, Bill- you could have skipped it too. Billingsley blows his head off. Yeah. That actually is a good scene. That's a great yeah. scene. Um, I wrote. Now is the time yeah. for mourning. He's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> now's <laughs> the time to join my family. <laughs> I wrote the black community music. Sounds like Yub Nub in a way. Dude, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Doesn't it? It yes. sounds like Yub Nub. It's, it's Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I, was, I was like, where the fucking Ewoks at? They're going to start drumming on like red coats, yep, heads, no. and shit. There's more slow mo action. Yeah. Well, this is now after they're burned alive. Yes. Now Heath Ledger and half mm-hmm. the characters that we've been with the whole yes. movie chase Church. down Tavington. And they get in this fight and we lose everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Mel, Mel Gibb. Yeah, we'll skip the whole family shit. You yeah, know, cares. yeah. The, the, yeah it's, BS. it's the end of the second act. Things are down for the hero. Yeah, yep. he quits. And then what does he find which raises his spirits and gets him back? The American flag. The American flag that his son had been yeah. sewing and repairing. Mine, yeah. Well, this is, yeah. I think this is a great moment for Mel when... Uh, He's riding the horse with the flag? No, no. When, when, he, lost his son. when Heath Ledger dies. Oh, yeah. Amazing he, acting. He's great. Yeah. Like, it's so believable. Top notch. Look. <laughs> <laughs> you can go. You can list the the range of emotions he had in that like short couple of seconds yeah. that he was on film. He has anger, sadness, fear, confusion. Mel, Mel's legacy has been so tainted yeah. by his personal antics. Yeah, yeah. I will tell and you I, as like all that that could have all been solved great. if he was just blown before the jacuzzi. Before the jacuzzi, yeah, would have been solved. It he deserves it. He deserves it. <laughs> As he said, I deserve to be blown before the jacuzzi. Which, to be fair, I think every guy, you want to be blown before Before the jacuzzi. jacuzzi. You don't want to be blown. You don't want a soggy cock? After after you've had the shrinkage, you know, it's less fun. You want to be, you know, your most impressive. I'm not a bitch and I'm not a whore. Anyone who's never heard the Mel Gibson um, and his wife fighting on tape, it's a joy. Go. Go. Go Go listen Listen, to the domestic abuse. Yes, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. We're probably going to watch a couple couple of Mel Gibson's here, so I guarantee you it's coming up again. Uh, I will tell you, though, as, like, it's hard for me to reconcile, because I loved Mel Gibson. I yeah. I even saw What Women well, Want in I, theaters. Yeah. So, like, as a Jewish guy, knowing that he hates me, like, <laughs> like, like, I try to put that past when I watch the old shit, but I won't watch anything new he mm-hmm. does, you know? So, we get to the big final climactic battle. Which is the Battle of the Cow Pants. Yes. Huzzah! Huzzah! Um, there's a red Where ga- does that come from? Where does Huzzah come from? I just think it's old-timey hooray. Just hooray? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I was wondering yeah. if there was something, some other thing behind it yeah. that I didn't know, but sure. Her- there's, hooray. There's a red Gadsden flag on the field, which I thought was weird, because I always thought the Gadsden flag is yellow. Is yes, there? there was a red one. I yeah. never, saw, I it, did, I never noticed. Yeah, it's in the background. One of the guys had it. And I just found that very odd. Um, we get the the Donald Logue arc where he was a racist. Now, now he's, he's honored. honored. Now he's honored. So, honored. Well, the black guy saves his life. Well, the black yeah. guy was also there by his own will. This he was already shit. free. Yes, he was already twelve free. months. He's like, I'm not here. I'm I'm here because I want to be. Uh, here. Yeah. Battle of the Calpens. So mm-hmm. Green and Morgan come down from the north, and they take control of the Continental Army. And Green decides the best strategy here is to split into two halves in hopes that the British do the same thing So uh, to counter him. Mm-hmm. So he gives one half of the army to Daniel Morgan. This is why I said that Mel kind of becomes him towards the end. Yeah. Uh, and the other half he leads. Cornwallis splits his army, gives one half to Tarleton, who is Tavington, mm-hmm. and the other half he leads. So the Battle of the Calpens actually takes place between... Daniel Morgan leading the Americans and Bannister Tarleton leading the English. Cornwallis and Green, neither one of them are actually there. They're both there in the movie. Um, hmm. And the whole thing with the militia firing two yeah. shots, that's real. That was or they, they set up the battle, the Americans, with their backs to a river so that the, the militia was famed for running away. Okay. Anytime they got in these main battles that weren't like guerrilla warfare... They'd always run. They, they say did. that in the movie. Mm-hmm. They always break lines and run. Yes. Yeah. He put them with their backs to the river so they can't run. <laughs> and he put them in the center and asked them, fire two shots, and then you can get the fuck out of here. So they agreed to do it. And what ends up happening is they fire their two shots. 
they run. The British think they're gone, so they charge in, and then they haven't run, and they end up enveloping the British force and destroying it. So Tarleton is defeated. This is this is the this end. This is it. Yeah. Hmm. The movie does it great. This whole scene is fucking awesome. It's yeah, just yeah. it, it so, kicks ass. So there's nothing. It, there's nothing bad I can in say. In my about. head, he kills Tavington with the flag. No, he stabs a horse. But Mel stabs a horse with an American flag. So I was getting confused because there's there's a Simpsons Mind joke. Mind you, galloping at full speed. Yeah. There's a there's a Simpsons joke in the episode where he um where Mel Gibson is the guest star on The Simpsons. And like he's like in a courtroom drama and he picks up an American flag and he stabs a dude with it. And that was in my head. You thought it was a Patriot and, parody? Yeah, but I'm not sure which came first. Because him stabbing with a horse and someone on The Simpsons, it is close, mm-hmm. you know? And I wasn't sure which is which. Probably shortly after, but I assume. But it is such, like, an awesome, like, final line, too. My sons were better men. Yeah. Because they're idealists. And he's embraced idealism. Yes. And that is why his character wins. That's My mind it. can't get off the horse now. That thing was galloping at full... Have you ever touched a horse? They're huge. Do you really think that the that it would have crushed the flag, him? The flagpole was what? Maybe the size of the top of your hand. Your hand. You ever been the color that guard piercing, at school? That is just going to kill you. You're here's, getting trampled. Here's what I'll <laughs> say: It's not just any flag. It's an American flag. You think that's not? <laughs> we stand- are members of an American imbued. nation. You imbued. think that's not standing up to a horse? Imbued with by the power of God, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Patriot, uh, final thoughts watching it this time? Oh, well, uh, we got to wrap up the war, right? So now the Calpens happens. Oh, I thought we, we'll stick to what happened the in the movie. What yeah, happened yeah. in the movie? They go to Yorktown. Oh, we that's have... right. Yeah. So oh, it's so brief. It's very brief. Yeah. So brief. I I forgot it happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, mo- the movie ends with a postscript, it's like where they're showing at the them the siege of Yorktown. Yeah. Just shows them the French show up, yeah. and and obviously. Um, <laughs> they rebuild uh, this nation. Cornwallis doesn't give his sword, which happened Everything in real life. Has changed. Yep. House, did did they show him Apple. keeping uh, keeping the dogs? Did they show the dogs, the dogs run the out with Mel? Yeah, but does Mel at the end have the dogs? that we remember? I want to say yes. I think he does. I think he does. I think in the final does. in the final scene where they're building his house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we start with your house. Yeah. Donald Logue's still there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love this movie. I do too. Uh, yeah. The the one real critique I have it with it is I think a lot of the humor and I think this is Roland Emmerich uh, not getting out of his own way Mm -hmm. um, where sometimes his worst instincts he can't help himself like I just watched another one of his movies uh, over the Christmas break I watched um, White House Down okay which is Die oh, Hard, yeah. basically in a in the White House, yeah. not as good as Olympus Has Fallen, which I fucking love. Check it; you would love that movie. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with uh, this though? I don't. I don't so know he going. just has a bit of cheesy humor, which sometimes he can't help mm. himself with. And I feel this movie is kind of like so. The movie is dour, dour, dour. No jokes. The first like because the like the movie's three hours. It starts with a joke. What about Judd Hirsch in Independence Day? Is he this falls what you're talking tra- about? He falls off kind the chair of shit like that, that he's trying to build. It's, my David. You know, me dead enough wasn't for my it's, David. It's yeah. him, like, building it, though. It's more a character moment. Like, it's not as... I feel like the movie, like, is pretty serious and straight throughout, and I feel the humor in the second act kind of doesn't gel with the movie as a whole, almost. Mm-hmm. And it does stand out like a sore thumb, and it is noticeable. Even yeah. though, like, the dog moment is good, and, like, the cheeky fellow line is good. What about the black teeth? The, mm. b- the black teeth is part of the love story, and, like, I don't know, a lot of that, I feel... I like the bungling bag scene. Mm. Yeah, I, I just think Roland Emmerich can't stay out of his way here. Um, 
They use murder it as works. a joke. It's yeah. not. It's not bad. And, yeah. But I'm just saying. I think that like nothing is as bad as Independence Day. No, there's nothing. With the like fucking that. dog jumping through the fire yeah. and yeah. I know. <laughs> um, so they catch gold. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, rate the movie on a one to seventy seventeen seventy six. What would you give it? <laughs> and Steve, Look, where would you put it? It is. It is not the greatest. Seventeen seventy six because you said seventeen yeah seventeen seventy six all the way. Yeah. You know, I, I currently for some reason want a cheeseburger and. Dog, like I don't know why. But <laughs> dog, good, dog's a good meal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I love this movie, uh, yeah. but it is not the greatest movie of all time. I mean, no. Braveheart is probably better. Yeah. Ro- uh, Roland Emmerich wanted we'll to make get into his Braveheart. Brave yeah. We'll get into that because I have my own things about Braveheart that oh, I want to yeah. discuss. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty to talk about with Mel. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, it, I would, I would give. I'd this... give it a solid eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. It's just fun. It's yeah. a great movie. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of right there with you. Yeah, uh, I wrote a full review of it. All right. Uh, you have anything you want to plug, Steve? You. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going in that direction. Oh, my. No plugs. Sorry, I got no plugs. All right. Uh, go to uh, letterboxd.com. Search for Brian Ruper. You could read the reviews of every movie I write, including uh, I'm ha- going to have a list on my uh, Letterboxd. Well, uh, of movies I review. Um, sorry, I review I, movies. I know Brian wrote The Patriot. Yeah. You, you missed that credit? Um, yeah, of all the movies I review, uh, I put them on my letterbox. As we continue with this podcast, I'm going to uh, have the updated rankings of all the movies we watch for it, ranking them best to worst. So right now, currently, spoiler, Patriot's number one. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see what we watch next time and that's it for this episode of uh effing hit of uh sorry reviewing history so uh all right thanks for joining us i'll see see you next time this was fun all right take care Bye. Bye bye